It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, hosted by MC8 and Big Steel. It's every Thursday, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History Class, a show that revs the motor of history seven days a week. I'm Gabe Luzier, and in this episode, we're talking about the long, strange journey of the VW Beetle, a brand that overcame its bleak beginnings to become one of the most popular cars of all time. The day was February 17th, 1972. The 15,007,034th Volkswagen Beetle rolled off the assembly line in Germany, making it the most highly produced car in the world. In claiming that top spot, the VW Beetle beat out the Ford Motor Company's iconic Model T, which had been in production for 19 years, from 1908 through 1927. When production ceased that year, more than 15 million Model Ts had been built, a record that would stand for 45 years. Ford's Model T had a profound impact, not just on the burgeoning automotive industry, but on society itself. It was the first car that was affordable and reliable enough for the average person to buy one. Breaking that crucial barrier changed public perception of the car, from a rich person's luxury or a mechanic's hobby, into a viable means of transportation for just about anyone. The VW Beetle was actually created with a similar purpose in mind, to make car ownership more accessible to the masses, and in particular, 
to the masses of 1930s Germany. You've probably heard that Adolf Hitler was involved in the Beatles' creation, and that's mostly true. In 1933, Hitler became Chancellor of Germany, and his list of goals included building new roads and making cars more affordable for German families. That task was overseen by the Third Reich's Strength Through Joy, or Leisure Division. In 1934, the Austrian-born engineer Ferdinand Porsche was enlisted to help design the People's Car, or as it was known in German, the Volkswagen. This was still 14 years before Porsche would launch his own brand of automobiles, but at the time, he had already been working on designs for a small, affordable car. So, it's true that Hitler started the chain of events that led to the VW Beetle, but the actual design of the car predates his request. In fact, the finished product, known as the Volkswagen Type 1, was remarkably similar to the Tatra T97, a Czech car, whose designer Porsche had worked with years earlier. The designs were so similar that the Tatra company later sued Porsche for patent infringement. Nothing ever came of the lawsuit, though, because shortly after it was filed, Hitler's Germany invaded Czechoslovakia and put an end to the T97. Construction on the Volkswagen factory began in 1938, when Hitler himself placed the building's cornerstone. Full-scale vehicle production wouldn't begin there until after World War II, but the factory in Wolfsburg, Germany did produce cars for military use prior to the country's defeat. Conditions in the factory were about what you'd expect for something run by Hitler. 80% of all production workers were enslaved foreign and Jewish men and women. Following World War II, the VW manufacturing plant was seized by British forces. The initial plan was to dismantle the equipment, ship it back to Britain, and start making the people's car there instead. However, no British car manufacturer wanted to make Volkswagens. You might imagine that had something to do with the design's connection to the Nazis, but a commission of British car manufacturers inspected the Volkswagen, and their conclusion was that it was, quote, quite unattractive to the average buyer, and that to build the car commercially would be a completely uneconomic enterprise. In other words, they thought the car was ugly, and that no one would buy it, an opinion that didn't age well. Since England wanted nothing to do with Volkswagen, the company, factory, and car stayed put in Germany. In 1949, the car was introduced to the American market, where it was met with the coldest of cold shoulders. How cold? Only two of the cars were sold in the whole country that first year. Sales improved from there, they kind of had to, but they remained low throughout the 1950s. The car's roots in Nazi Germany made it a tough sell in post-war America, and its small size and unusual curves didn't help. But then, in 1959, Volkswagen was able to turn things around with the help of an advertising agency called Doyle Dane Birnbach, or DDB for short. Copywriter Julian Koenig and others at DDB 
hit upon the idea of confronting the car's apparent drawbacks head-on, and then spinning them as advantages to consumers. For example, Koenig came up with the tagline, Think Small, which was placed alongside a picture of the diminutive car, which was made to look even smaller against an all-white background. Additional copy went on to explain the benefits of a little car. They're easier to park, they get much better fuel mileage, and they're less difficult to push if they run out of gas. This playful approach to the product made the ads and the car stand out from the competition. Over the next decade, sales increased exponentially, with the VW Type 1 eventually becoming the number one auto import in the United States. Yearly sales rose from a dismal 2 in 1949 to 570,000 in 1970. Along the way, the car picked up its famous insect-inspired nickname when the public dubbed it the Beetle on account of its rounded shape. Anything that distanced the car from its problematic roots was just fine with Volkswagen, so the company later adopted the Beetle name itself in the late 1960s. But that didn't stop other countries from giving the car their own animal nicknames, including the flea, the mouse, the frog, the ladybug, and the turtle. Now embraced by the counterculture of the 1960s, including surfers and hippies alike, the car shed its dark history and became something downright lovable. Its distinctive design has since been associated with pop culture legends like Herbie the Lovebug, the Transformers, and the Beatles. No relation. But arguably, the VW Beetle Love Fest reached its peak on February 17, 1972, when the car officially overtook the Model T as the best-selling car in the world. By 1973, total production had reached more than 16 million. Years later, the Beetle became the first car to sell 20 million units, and by the time it ceased production, for a third time, in 2019, more than 21.5 million VW Beetles had been produced. To be clear, the Beetle itself was overtaken as the global bestseller in the late 1990s. The current reigning champ is the Toyota Corolla, which has sold over 50 million units as of 2022. However, some people would say that record should come with a caveat. There have been countless redesigns of the Corolla over the years, all of which could be viewed as distinct car designs that just happen to share the same name. That's not true of the VW Beetle, though, which was produced largely unchanged for eight decades. So while it's technically no longer the best-selling car brand of all time, you could make the case for it as the world's best-selling car design. You know, if it really means that much to you. Of course, there's always the chance the Beetle could go back into production someday and even potentially take back its top spot from the Corolla. But as things stand now, the last VW Beetle, a denim blue coupe, was produced at Volkswagen's assembly plant in Mexico on July 9, 2019. It was Beetle number 21,529,464. Its assembly was celebrated by an on-site mariachi band, and it's now on display at the company's auto museum right there in the city of Puebla. 
It's unclear if the VW Beetle has enough gas in its tank for yet another comeback, but if the car could survive being linked to one of the most despised people in human history, not to mention Austin Powers, I wouldn't count it out just yet. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about car history today than you did yesterday. If you'd like to keep up with the show, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any comments or suggestions, you can send them my way at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And it's now on display at the company's auto museum right there in the city of Puebla. It's unclear if the VW Beetle... <laughs> Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor. Gene was good. But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.